You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all your latest info and behind the scenes juice on Bachelor in Paradise. And he's interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Podcast number 41. I am your host, Reality Steve. And for those who listened to last week's podcast with Josiah Graham, which was part one, you are now about to hear part two. Before we get to that, obviously, I appreciate all you that tune in every single week. Some of you tune in every week, some of you tune in every other week, whatever the case may be. If you do, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It would be a huge help to the podcast as well. And some good news for this podcast, for some of you that maybe don't like to be interrupted in the podcast because I have an ad to read, this part two of the Josiah Graham interview is ad-free. So enjoy the rest of my time with Josiah Graham. So you were very... Complimentary of Rachel throughout your time on the show. What was your overall impression of Rachel as just a person and as her job of being the Bachelorette? How she handled being the first black lead in the in the show's history? Um, I I could definitely see. You know, um, man, she was very smart and very witty. You know, she, she, she whenever you said something to her, she was very quick um, on everything. I remember the first night. Uh, you know, going up to her and talking to her, and and I said, "Hey, again, my name is Josiah." She said, "I remember your name." You know, and I was I was I, I was shocked because it's thirty one guys the first night, and you know, you remember, and that, that that just goes to show that you know she was a very sharp and um, so witty individual. Um, as far as her um, taking the role as the first black bachelorette, um, you know, I, I could definitely see that she didn't want the label as the, the black bachelorette yeah um it was kind of it was kind of clear that she wanted to shy away from the sense you know that this not that she's not black but she doesn't want to be considered you know a black bachelorette she wants to be the bachelorette you know so i kind of i got that vibe a lot um especially you know watching watching the show you know you see like in her when she would give her her sing individual interviews and in just different magazine interviews and stuff like that um that that became clear um, so, so yeah, I, I got that. I definitely felt that impression on the show as well. Did you feel at any point during filming that the pressure of living up to this expectation of being the first Black Bachelorette weighed on her at all? I got that vibe. I mean, I def I definitely got that vibe. Okay. Um, because I mean, you have a situation. And, and and again, I, I was. This is just me assuming, you know, and putting myself in her shoes. Yeah, you got a bunch of black guys, right? And then when I started seeing us getting chopped, you know, chopped mm. down, I was like, I just thought, like, man, I, I could only imagine what she's thinking right now. Like, she could, she must be thinking, like, uh, America's gonna think I don't like my own kind of people or, or whatever. Now, um, that's not to say she felt that way. Mm -hmm. I just thought I just I just assumed she did, you know, because I, I would feel that I, I would feel that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like you see all of us just leave going by the wayside. And um, and when I watched the show and I saw the 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 one part where Lee 
and Kenny was going at it or whatever. And then she started crying about having the pressure, so much pressure on her. But I don't think she really identified what specifically she was talking about. I think the pressure was, you know, just the perception from America of being the black bachelorette in the midst of some, some of these racial things going on in the show. That's, that's how I interpreted it at least, you know? So. Yeah, I can, you know, I can whole- see that because it's just, I said this before the season even started. Like once Rachel was officially announced as the bachelorette, I remember writing this and I said, look, I don't know how this is going to play out. This is before I even knew who the cast was. I said, I don't know mm-hmm. who, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I don't know how this is going to play out, but don't think that for the first time in 34 seasons when they finally get a black lead, don't think there isn't going to be a racial storyline at some point during this season. Oh, of course. You knew it was going to happen. Even if there was nothing really racial that was going on, they would make something and it ended up being, (laughs) you know, it ended up being Lee, you know, and I just, it was just almost too predictable. And I did feel bad for her because she was put in a spot where, no matter what she tried to control, there was gonna be something racial <laughs> cut out, and it, you know, I mean, no, that's um, I mean, that's a pretty good prediction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know, man. That that I think that least situation really bothered her. Yeah, you know, and um, man, um, it was it was interesting. I, I was I, but you know, the show they, they, we did a lot of funny things behind the scenes, and we had a lot of like racial jokes yeah that didn't really make it on the air i, I was kind of actually kind of surprised that they didn't you know show so much of the racial things i think they just didn't really want to appear to be you know playing that up but, you mean, um, you mean oh, of like the lighthearted variety not like yeah, racist no, yeah exactly jokes. The, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> dropping a bunch I mean. of racial jokes no, no, racist no, 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 jokes no, 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 i don't mean like either. racial hostility or anything yeah, like that. i mean yeah. like the little lighthearted stuff like between like all the cast like, we would make yeah. little jokes you know we would have jokes about like for one, let me tell you this one thing. You know, I could definitely tell that um, they didn't really. Well, they planned. They they knew. Okay, we're gonna get you know some some black actors or not black actors, but um, black guys on the show. Yeah. Right. But um, they didn't really. I don't think they really had someone in there to like tell them what that might entail. For example, like you know, as a black man, you know, our hair cut, our hair has to be cut a certain way. You know, like. <laughs> And like, you know, and that's not something you just, you know, you just, just, you just think about. It's just something like another white man doesn't think about. Yeah. Up up until like our hair is starting to grow and we're complaining and they're like, dude, your hair is fine. You know, what are you talking about? And we're like, no, it's not fine. You know what I mean? And then I remember like I was the most outspoken for a, for a barber. I'm gonna tell you a funny story. So they were like, all right, we're going to get you guys a barber, you know, and then we all had a, they called us the short hairs, like, cause we, we had short hair and we had short hair problems apparently, you know? So, um, so that was like, well, that was our name, the short hairs. So even on one of my hashtags on, on Instagram, I put short hairs and like, you know, all of us got it. Like, and but, not, and but none of us story, had an idea what you were talking about. Exactly. But long story short. So, and we, we don't just need a barber. We need a particular type of barber. Like, yeah. Maybe a black barber, maybe someone who's cut black people's hair, maybe like a Hispanic barber. They send all right. So after complaining, they they had no plan to send us a like a barber. So after complaining for a couple weeks, they send this guy, and you know he was a it was a gay guy, you know, nice and all. You know he he was like a stylist, you know, like a like 
like he was used to doing women here. Like he, I think he was, it might've been Rachel's stylist, you know? And, and I, I remember him coming there and there's certain, like on the Clippers itself, they were supposed to have certain guards. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's like the elementary principle. Like, and he didn't have that. And I just remember he like messed up my hair. He messed up Kenny's hair. You can talk about talk to Kenny about this. I mean, he just messed up all the black guys' hair. And that to me just showed like, okay, the Bachelorette. They weren't really ready for you know. <laughs> they weren't really prepared for what th- th- this entailed. I mean, it's a funny story, but but then when we went to South Carolina. They corrected it. They found some some nice um, Dominican guys in some neighborhood. They paid them and they came and hooked us up. And then we got back to normal. So, so we we were saved in South Carolina by some real barbers. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. So this was in L.A. when this was all happening, and then when you this was in L.A. This was probably like going on to three, two, like two weeks in L.A. or so, and like you know, I just assumed that we they had barber. Like I just you know, you going on a TV show, uh, you know. But then what I was told, it was like, no, like usually like, you know, if there's two or three black guys, like one guy has like, you know, like some edgers and he'll like cut the other guys, but none of us knew how to cut, you know? So we were just like, oh man, like we need to get a freaking haircut. And, um, but you know, they finally, um, they finally came through. So if there was one thing that you could take back about your time on the show, whether it was an interaction with Rachel or with one of the guys, is there anything that you looking back on it now? of what aired would have done differently? Um, for sure. Um, I mean, if it's one, I mean like the, the, the whole picking up the rose thing, <laughs> I, I don't think I would have done that. I, I definitely wouldn't do that again. Oh, the, the first, first night. night oh the, yeah. The yeah, first okay. impression rose. Um, but that was funny. I didn't think that it was, I mean, it was, I don't know, man. I think it, I still think it's funny, but it's just, I don't know. Like I, a lot of, I, I remember watching Twitter and I just putting in like my name and stuff and like doing the show. And then people were like, people, like I saw this, this meme going viral. It's the meme of when, um, Tyra Banks was doing that show. And then she was like, we were all rooting for you. Oh. that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, people were like rooting for me because of my story up to but that point. They, and then they turned up on to you. that point. <laughs> so it was like, literally everyone was like, Oh my God. I remember seeing Raven writing about me. I saw Jasmine writing about me. They're like, Oh my God, this guy's the sweetest guy. He's amazing. I love his story. And then like, I think that was like the turning point of the cocky when I was like, all right, I'm gonna get this rose. I'm a hundred percent sure. But, um, I mean that, that moment, let me try to, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, no, no. Well, I would say that the exit interview, but then again, like what we talked about already. Yeah. It was, was, yeah, exactly. So I can't really take that back. I wish it didn't air like that, but it was, it's not like, I wish I wouldn't have given them certain sound bites, you know. Yeah. That I get. I, I guess I would have been been better at. You know what? I even though it's in con, it's certain things in context makes sense. I sh- I would have been. I should have been more conscientious of how they can chop up individual things I say. Um. As a you know, I, I think I would. I would definitely go into it differently. Like okay, the, everything you say, like, can be taken out of context and can be used in a certain way. I think I would have been more aware. There's really no easy way to transition into the next topic, which is which is Lee. I want to spend a little bit of time on Lee because he was a focal point of the season, basically episodes three, four, and five until he went home in, in Norway mm-hmm. on the two-on-one. You were pretty mm-hmm. outspoken about him on the mental. All you even 
got up out of your seat to go sit next to him. I guess exactly. if I had to pin, if you had to pinpoint down to just down to one thing, what was your biggest issue that you had with Lee? Um, my biggest issue with Lee was, well, I remember, I remember again, this goes to me just making the silly jokes that, that are just random and spontaneous or whatever. Yeah. We were all, I think we were all sitting around the couch um, and this was in the mansion. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it was in the mansion. And I remember somebody says, oh, that doesn't even matter. Like it was, there was some, something didn't matter. I don't remember. First thing I thought about when I heard matter was Black Lives Matter. So I was like, well, Black Lives Matter. I just, I literally offhand said that, like just, just in a joking way. Lee lost his shit. He was like, don't give me that fucking bullshit and mind you i wasn't even talking to lee lee wasn't even in the conversation i just out loud said black lives matter because someone said like nothing it's just a joke and i was like i think at that moment is when i really started looking at lee suspiciously you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. and he was like he was like fuck that they're like a bunch of thugs or something he said and i was just like Whoa. wait what what are you talking about dude i was like and so after, so I just, I didn't want like anything on air. So I kind of like just left the conversation. But then like when I saw him individually, I walked and I had a conversation with him. And that's the thing about Lee, like, like you can have like really good, pleasant conversations with you. That's why everyone like gets confused because it's like, he's not this, I don't know. It's like he can be so many different people and it, it's shocking at times. He goes from one He's always saying, I love you, by the way. Like, he says it a million times. I love you. I love you, bro. I love you, Josiah. And he, he'll give you a hug, and he'll, he'll get a little tipsy, and, you know, and he'll give you a hug, and he'll tell you he loves you. But then, like, he'll have, you'll have those conversations where he's, you know. But then if you pull him to the side, you know, he actually, we had a real debate on it. And then I was saying, you know, what, what is it about the group that you don't like? I mean, what, what is it about a group of people who are, you know, remonstrating and, 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 and pretty much protesting what they that what they interpret as police brutality and, and racial injustice and all those type of things you know i said i think that you have this misperce- misconception you perceive them as you know you might have an isolated segment of this big movement that might say you know uh you know kill the cops or whatever so i said now how are you going to lump all of these people you know black lives matter into you know that one person who that one person the one bad apple you can't do that yeah and he was like yeah well i guess you're right you know he said you're right um you know there's i guess there's can we agree there's good people on both sides i was like yeah and then we just shook hands and that was it you know what i mean yeah i didn't know i didn't know that when i would go home i would see him not not so that was black lives matter right so we can like we can agree that you know it's, it's it's maybe a little controversial so all right whatever but then when I saw him compare the NAACP <laughs> yeah. to the Klan, Klan. I was like, I was, I was like, wow. I was like, so I literally, I immediately at that moment remembered the conversation I had with him in the mansion. And, um, and I was like, holy shit. Like that, that, that was nothing. The black life, you know, this is how he really feels. He, he feels that, you know, one group is better because they have the sense to cover their faces. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was unreal. Which which brings us to the men tell all. And, mm-hmm. you know, you confronted him and you talked about that and 
Chris Harrison brought his tweets up on the screen and we all saw it for people that hadn't by that point, but it, it had made the rounds. It was pretty much out there what he had written, you know, a year, two years ago and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. when looking at his mentel, all whatever you want to call it performance, did you think that he was being sincere in what he said? Or did you think that he was just saying things because he knew he was under fire and he was saying things that he thought people wanted to hear. You know, to be honest, uh, um, I lean to more towards him being being honest. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I I do I do, um, because I mean, I mean, I guess it, it did bother me how long it took him to really just say what everyone wanted to hear him say, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. Man, I I know he has his own beliefs. He's from you know he might be from a certain segment of the population, right? And um, I really I really think he just didn't understand, like you know, black men. I I think he just didn't really just didn't get it. I think he wasn't really just wasn't around enough of us yeah. throughout his life. Even though he went to a you know a, a large university, University of Florida for undergrad. So um, I but I think. You know, hearing him talk and hearing him say, you know, that was ignorant. I'm willing to learn. You know, that was racist. You know, I accepted that. I accepted it for what it was. And and, and a lot of people say, you know, I don't, you know, it was just, it was, it was disingenuous. And he was just saying that because whatever, whatever. But, um, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't see any, I didn't have any evidence, you know, to not, I didn't have any reason not to believe him. You yeah. Know, I just, you see what I'm saying? Like, why, and you why didn't at that point. I guess I guess yeah. what it comes down to is from the time he said it on the Men Tell All till now, how he's acted since then. If he just went back it, and started acting the same way, then, yeah, what he said on the show exactly. means it's nothing. Like, All right, now you were just saying some bullshit. Yeah. But he reached out to me on Instagram, and he wrote me. Okay. And, and you know what I'm saying? And he said, you know, hey, how you doing, brother? You know, good to see you. You know, like, how, how are things with you? And, like, and that's how he is. That's the thing. So it's. That's why, like people like Demario were on the sh- on the when he was on the stage, he was torn. He was like, "Man, like, because I don't think Demario even knew about the tweets. He found out about the tweets at the Mantello, you know. Oh, so okay. he was like, so if you if you watch, well, I don't know how they aired it. I'm trying to remember, but Demario was on Lee's side throughout the whole fucking tell-all, up until Chris Harrison showed his tweets." You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we were like, so people were saying stuff. Well, honestly, I was the first person to really say it, say what it was. Everyone, I'm not saying they were beating around the bush, but you know, they were, they weren't calling him out, you know, and everyone had their own different opinions. So for example, Kenny had the first opportunity to address the Lee situation and, and he did so based on his perception. And what he said was, you know, he never for one moment felt as though, you know, Lee was being racist. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So, so, and when he said that, you know, you, I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. But that's 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 how that was. That's how he perceived it, you know. But, but my interpretation of what happened is that, you know, r- racism is it's. I mean, you very rarely are going to see the real like KKK. Or the skinheads marching in in in, in Charleston or, or or in um Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, it's like if that's the type of racism you're on the look for, you're not really going to see much of that. 
you know so the new racism it's it's more innate it's more in, it's more like obscure yeah you know it's more it's more um you know it's not the it's more covert so it's it's more nuanced it's more subtle and it's, it's more subtle exactly and so that the way i interpreted him acting towards certain people in the house and then when i compare that with his tweets i thought that maybe he had just a little you know some racial animus towards black people yeah but um so i said that and i when i went up on the stage and said that that's what opened up the floodgates and then everyone i mean i was i remember i was sitting there and people were just yelling at him (laughs) like It was just weird. I felt like, you know, at least I got to say what I had to say. But it was like when I was up there, man, people were just yelling and just saying stuff. And man, um, but I think he I think he just didn't understand. Yeah, it came from a place of, you know, a lack of knowledge of ignorance. And, you know, and I think deep down inside, he's a good person. I don't think anyone disputed that Lee was a really good person deep down inside. Like we I think we all agreed. That, that man, he he has a good heart. It's just I think he was just brainwashed. I think he was just a, a pretty much succumbed to wherever he's from, and and you know it was influenced by his environment, and and hopefully, man, that that experience changed him because I man, because he was literally shaking in his boots. Yeah. He's surrounded by hundreds of people, and he's on national TV. Um, I don't think I could if I was him. I, I probably wouldn't even have come to the tell all. I was surprised that he did. I mean, yeah. going into it, I was making, I was writing about it. I was like, gosh, I don't know why he would go on there. And if he does, he better not try and defend anything he did on the show yeah. or any but of his thing, tweets. He might as well just this. apologize. That so, so, was so funny. I, so I, Lee, like, Lee, when he came there, you, you know, everyone, like when you, when you come, like when you first seeing everyone, like people you haven't seen in a while, you're kind of like feeling everyone out to see like what's about to happen. Like, what are we going to start talking about? You know what I mean? Like, see yeah. Iggy, like, is that going to, you know what I mean? And watching Lee interact with everyone, no one said, oh, fuck you, Lee, or no one like didn't shake his hand. So I, I think like he really was like, didn't they really expect, I think he came into it expecting, okay, it's going to get be bad. But I think he kind of like, like he, when he got there, he was like, "Oh, it's not so bad." You know, everyone's yeah. really nice right now, but we didn't get into it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when we got into it, man, oh my god! Yeah, you could I, tell you know, he was shaking. You, sh- you could tell he was just—he yeah. was a nervous wreck up there. And yeah, and I mean, if I was in his shoes, though, like if you would I be was, too. I, yeah, of yeah. course. But if I planned on coming, man, I would have had a better script than that, though, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's like it's, he didn't have answers. He didn't have answers. Like, dude, I would have been these in these months. I would have like sat down with a consultant and I would imaging and a branding person. And I would have, you know what I mean? Um, I would have had something better to say than, you know, he was, he was literally shocked by some of our questions, but I feel like some of our questions are questions that people had the entire season. Like, okay, if you feel this way about black people, why are you here for the first black bachelorette? You know, like that's an answer. I would have been ready to to answer that question. That would have been the, the first question I would have prepared for. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and he had no. Yeah, he just, he, or unless he did come prepared and he literally froze up. Who knows? I mean, that, maybe that's probably what, that's possibly what happened. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. And and the final but, thing um, I wanted to bring up on Lee was mm-hmm. just, and you kind of hit on it, was like I said, 
none of what he said at the Mentel all matters if he just goes back to acting the way he did and thinking the way he did. Uh, 100%. But, but you kind of mentioned that he did at least reach out to you. Do you know if he's talked to anybody, if any of the other guys are in contact with him, or is he uh, kind of just kind of, okay, well, th- that was a, an experience that... You know, I don't know if he's reached out to anyone else. I, I know, um, you know, he's reached out to me. And what Anthony said, man, I think that was real. He said, Look, we're here for you. If you want to help, you know what I'm saying? We we really want to be there for you. And and I and Anthony, man, one of the most well spoken um guys in the house. I mean that yeah. that was real. That was some real stuff. But I don't I I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. And what I told him I told him, I said, Man, if you're ever in Florida, man, let's get a drink. Let's get some whiskey. I know you like whiskey. I let's, let's grab a drink. <laughs> I mean, I told him that. And he said, Hey, I'm gonna be in Jacksonville on such and such date. I don't think he realized how far Jacksonville is from South Florida, though. That's like a, <laughs> Jacksonville's like at the top hour, of the state, right? That's yeah, at the, that's like a six-hour drive. Yeah, you know? okay, I don't yeah. think he really understood that. But um, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in Jacksonville. And I was like, all right, like, cool, let's do it. Um, but um, so, he's, yeah, I, so he sucks at black history and geography, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Yeah I, don't think, yeah, I don't think he really understood. But, um, but yeah, man, um, I, I, I hope he's, you know, learned from this um and i hope he's, he's you know he's con- continuing to be open to um to, to learning new things man you know oh, i hear you. Open book and and you know man man i don't know he sounds like he had some some innate some in some some beliefs that were there for a while and i hope those beliefs are are now gone yeah or, you know i mean it, it's I, I i think it's a situation where he did probably not grow up learning enough about yeah. black culture and hung around enough black people in his life. Cause he really seemed yeah. ignorant to a lot of things about it. And a hundred percent, maybe this opened his mind and he learned some things and he's going to go from here. I mean, we'll never know until, you know, 100%. something surfaces. So, um, let's move on to, uh, something I is very interesting was the ending of the show and how it all played out. There's one thing out there and you guys, obviously a lot of you became friends on the show and there were, clicks out there and whatnot it, it seems like there are two camps not that you disliked other guys but there seems to be a brian camp and a peter camp amongst the guys it seems like dean is on peter's side and you and will and brian uh, are buddies not to say that you aren't friends with peter and you dislike him or anything like that but well i can definitely tell you that um there what are... were the click what was the major click towards the end of Group but but to be honest, to be honest with you, like me being cool with Brian, like it's not a knock to Peter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. Like, like, it wasn't like I right, put it like this. Let me put. Let me, let me. You are right that there are clicks, hundred percent. But it's it's wrong to suggest it's broken up by Peter and Brian. We have clicks. So for so for example, you know, there's a group chat. Yeah. Not everyone is in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not everyone's in the group chat. Um. You know, and and a lot of us are in there. I mean, Dean, um, you know, uh, Adam, Alex, you know, Will, Eric, you know, Demario. Um, you know, all of us are in the group chat. But I think that the final two guys, Peter and Brian, I mean, they're not in there. But again, we're, some of us are cool with one. But but it's just that I think it's just that. Um, so we so all right. So you have that click, the people in that in that group. But then you have Dean, who's he's really close with Peter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they developed a real genuine friendship in the house, 
And Peter, Peter is like very like low key, very chill. Yeah. He doesn't like getting in the drama. And Dean was the same way. So I think they really clicked up in that way. They easily became friends. And, and in the house, it was me, Peter, Will, um, Dean, Brian, and, um, and Brady. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So, and Peter literally slept right above, no, B- Dean slept right above Peter. So they became really good buddies. And then when we traveled to South Carolina, Peter and Dean roomed together as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Peter and Dean, they have a real bromance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a real yeah. freaking bromance. So I don't think that, um, you know, he's anti Brian. I think he's just really cool with, 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 Peter. with Peter. Now, as far as me being really cool with Brian, you know, I think, well, Will, Will has a bigger connection with Brian because they're both in Miami. I'm not too far from Miami. I'm about 20, 30 minutes away. So they can easily click up. Brian was in my room in the, in, in, in the first, in, in the, in the mansion. I remember like Brian, Byron, Brian, one of Brian's ties for one of the dates. Yeah. You know I mean, I borrowed his tie on the freaking, like, I think it was, um, the date where I'm like eating all the freaking food, I think oh. that was his. <laughs> like or the oyster, you were killing the buffet. Brian's, yeah, I think that's Brian's tie. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm I'm almost positive. I, I remember I bought it for one, you know, for what. But yeah, I'm, it is his tie. This okay. guy literally, I swear to God, this guy had like thirty ties with the tags still on them. Oh, like like literally like the price tags. Like this guy, I don't know where he gets money from or whatever. But you know, what I'm saying, well, Kyra, you know, these guys make money. I don't know, but he was, I don't know, maybe selling drugs or something. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, the guy had a lot of. So I was cool with Brian because of stuff like that. But I'm also cool with Peter. I remember coming in the limo. I was in the first limo. It was me, Peter. I think Kenny was in there, um, and some other guys who didn't really make it. And I remember. I remember my pocket square kind of messing up and I asked Peter for help. And then he just like helped me fix it. And it was like, you know, nobody was like trying to like be, you know, have that competition and let somebody look fucked up. They were just, he was a nice guy. And I just always, I just always remember that moment when he helped me fix the pocket square. And I remember Peter just being a real genuine dude. Yeah. And, you know, now I got, I got the fact that I, I think Peter now Peter and Iggy also are really cool. So I think if, if you are to say certain camps, I would say like okay, P- Iggy has. I remember him at rooming with Peter, and uh, I forget where we went. So Bean, D- Dean, and 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 Iggy were we all really cool. So, um, again, I don't. But the thing is, throughout the show, no one ever really said anything negative about Brian. You yeah. know what I mean? Or Pete or Peter. So it's like there there was negative things said about people, but it was never one of those guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed you know? like Peter. It seemed when the show aired, I guess towards the end, when you were already off the show, I think this would have been in Switzerland. Peter, uh, I think when Eric was out on his one-on-one. Well, no, no, I, def- like I definitely I definitely did see Peter personally say something to suggest. All right, so there was this one time where everyone, in like I would say mm, 90% of the remaining guys, we were just like, all right, fuck it. You know, Brian's going to win this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> like, you know, so so we all said that. And I remember, I remember Peter Voice's opinion. He was like, you really think so? And he was like, dude. And, he, you know, he said his opinions on Brian. He was like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was to suggest something like he's just like for fun or something like that. You know what I mean? Like a, one of those type of things, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember him voicing his opinion at that point. And I remember him, someone. Um, So that's just to sh- say I did see if necessarily there wasn't like tension, 
I could definitely, that was my first time hearing Peter articulate, you know, because, because Peter would always like, ne- like there was never, he was never ever saying anything negative about anyone. He was ne- like, he didn't really have to do that. He's like six, four freaking guys, sexy guy who looks like Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't need to like get into any bullshit to, to, to excel. He's just going to fucking, you know, excel because he's fucking Peter. You know what I mean? Uh, like that, yeah. or and Dean, like Dean had the same situation. Like Dean's a fucking like this guy's like a I don't know, like a fucking Greek god or something. But um, or but but my point is, I did hear Peter say something when I when I said I was like, man, Brian's gonna fucking win this thing, and everyone agreed. And Peter said something. He was like, I don't, I don't, I don't see this guy sticking around or whatever. Um, but no. So yes, to answer your question, there are clicks, but I don't think it's necessarily clicks from peter against brian we have clicks that other people are not a part of i mean obviously lee's not within that group chat you know other guys not in that you know whatever but yeah hey um and yes and it's yes in the sense that some people do post pictures of peter and some people post pictures of will but if you think about it like look who posted pictures of P- brian i mean i mean excuse me if not, if not of peter and some people post pictures of brian mm-hmm. but people who post pictures of brian like me in South Florida, yeah. Will in South Florida. You know, Matt came down here. He was he was in South Florida with Will, and he was we were out here. So it's like, and then the people who were up there with Peter look like Wisconsin is right next to Chicago. Chicago, so yeah. you got so you got Iggy in Chicago, you got Anthony in Chicago, you got um Iggy, you got I mean, uh, Diggy well, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. So it's not necessarily these groups who are like anti Brian. They're just you know they're supporting their uh, their brother who's in close proximity. At least that's the way I interpret it. Yeah. Now they they probably have something against Brian. I I just haven't seen evidence of that. I haven't I haven't heard them say anything, or or you know what I mean. Again, we have a group chat where we we fucking talk shit all the damn time, and nobody's saying like fuck Brian. You know what I mean? Nobody's saying like you know. And nobody's Peter. saying but fuck Peter either. Exactly. No one's yeah. saying fuck Peter. You know what I mean? Every like those guys are both killing it in their own ways. They're both like one like. Peter lost, but he fucking won. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, what, like, did, what did you make of when they show in the finale where they show Rachel go to Peter's room and, you know, the finale is supposed to be this happy moment for the final couple. And Rachel and Brian did have a happy moment and they got engaged, even though that was really windy and it was kind of the wind was really messing with the audio that day and whatever. But I mean, let's face it. After the finale aired, all anybody was talking about was the Rachel Rachel Peter breakup and not the Rachel Bryan engagement. So when you watched it, what did you make of the whole thing? What was your take on the Rachel Peter breakup? Do you think she was in the wrong for constantly asking a guy and then afterwards no, saying, no, I went there to I break mean, up with him? Or do you think no, Peter no, no, should have relented? I don't think I don't think um I don't think either one of them was wrong. But it's like but then but then like someone has to be wrong, right? <laughs> so like so so this is how that was my take on it, right? I remember Rachel always saying throughout this show, I'm not here for a boy- boyfriend. I'm here to get married. I'm here for an engagement. Mm-hmm. You know? She I remember her saying that. Um but at the same time, um at the same token, it's like you know, it is a the show is I mean, it's fucking unrealistic, dude. We're yeah. there for 6 yeah. weeks. You know, like come on. You know what I mean? So I do get Peter in that sense. Not but wanting then, to propose to her. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In six weeks, right? I get that. But then it's so then you look at it again, it's like, but you knew that coming in. But then you look at it from the other side, it's like, okay, yeah, I knew that coming in, but that, I thought maybe I would feel a certain way by this point, but I don't. 
you know so it's like it, i you can see it see it from both different, sides exactly um i mean i don't know man i mean a lot of people like all my friends are saying yo it looks like peter like was all in but then he kind of like sabotaged himself on purpose to like maybe be the next bachelor you know yeah. what i mean like i i mean that's what people are saying but i mean i don't i don't freak i don't know dude i don't i don't know yeah, I, don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. I can't like, dude, like that guy's a genuine dude, man. Like, you know, he was a real dude. Um, he is a real dude. And I think he just went, I think he just, he was really speaking his mind. And a lot of people come on here and a lot of people, you know, do things which, which they think that, you know, which would look good for TV. And a lot of people do things what they see other people have done in the past. Um, I think he just stuck to how, to, how he felt. And he was like, you know what, man, I'm not, I'm feeling her. She's dope as hell. She's an amazing woman. I just don't know if I'm at that point right now where I'm ready to, to marry, say, I want to marry this woman to be with this woman for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't think I can, you know, you're not, you can knock him for that. Yeah. And I think but that the, the audience is basically programmed to expect an engagement at the end of this thing. And oh, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, man. And it's like, it's, I mean, that's just what it is, man. Um, I mean, it's it's a show where you you come in there and you know if you if you're the last man standing, yeah, it's got to get on one knee. Yeah, and, um, um, and he didn't want I to. Know. I mean, basically, he didn't want to get involved, or at least get involved. Get, um, I'm sure he developed feelings for Rachel. I mean, they had the first date of the season, things went well. I'm sure he liked Rachel and he developed strong feelings for her. He just didn't feel like proposing and. I'm fine with that if that's if that's the case that he didn't want to do and, it. And, and again, man, like coming from someone like me who's been engaged, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know you were engaged. And, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Know. Oh wait, I think you said that was in your ABC bio, I believe, right? Yeah, I think yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we did know yeah, that. Maybe, okay, maybe. I just forgot. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad it. Well, it didn't. It came up on the show, but I'm glad they didn't really air it because you know I didn't really want to, you know, talk you know, about her. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind, but I didn't want like people like researching and like I didn't want like I didn't want her life to be interrupted because of something I chose to do essentially. Um, yeah. But but my but let me just say this: I called off my engagement because I felt that um, I got engaged or for the wrong reasons, and I was you know for whatever for whatever you know I just felt like it was. So I can I can't knock a man for not proposing, you know, because doing what I did to call it off was the hardest thing I had to do in my life. Oh, yeah. Literally. Was I can imagine. Hard, the hardest thing I ever had to do was call off an engagement. Now, how how deep, just out of curiosity, how deep were you into your engagement? Were in, invitations out, venue set, everything was... Um, Venue was paid for, invitation, um, um, what do you call it? The uh, Save the dates? The save the date photos were taken. They were not sent out as yet. They were going to be um sent out soon okay we were gonna go um so yeah invitations were being printed the wedding dress was going to be bought within that week and um i just remembered i remember like not i remember not wanting her to have the memory of buying that put like this i i, I remember coming to the decision finally after struggling with it and saying now is the time i have to make that decision because if i don't make it now Certain memories are just going to be indelibly etched in her brain, and I cannot ever, I can never forgive myself. For example, her buying a dress, yeah, and 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 returning it or whatever. So when that moment was coming, I, I that's that I think that was what um, solidified my decision at that moment to make it at that time. So 
So I, I, I bring that up to say, man, like, I don't want nobody to fucking do what I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? But at the same time, it's like, it's kind of like, you know what this show is about. You know show, so yeah. Exactly. So it's like, man, I, I can definitely see both sides. I could see Rachel seeing, saying, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why the hell? Like, why didn't you tell me this week, too, that, you know, you're not, you don't know if you're going to be ready. But then I could say, Peter, like, yo, baby, I I, I didn't know in week two. That's why I felt just, I didn't know, you know? Yeah. Um, it gets real, man. And when it comes to like making that big that big leap, man, that's when you start to think about everything. You know, when you're in that moment, man, when there's like twenty other guys and you're competing, you're in that competition mode. You know, you're in that comp you're trying to get to the next date. You're trying to get to the next level. You're trying to like beat the next guy. You know, I don't know what it felt like to be just one of two guys and you're like, Holy shit, wait, 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 slow down, slow down. I gotta wait, I gotta get married. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Holy shit. Okay, I was just kidding. I didn't really mean, you know. Yo, I can see that. I can, I can see like somebody freaking out like, "Oh man, this is real," you know? Like, "Oh man, like wait, wait, wait. Like uh, just kidding." Um Well, with yeah, with so. all that said, do you think if he's up for it, I don't know, maybe you know something that other people don't. Um if he's up for it, do you think that Peter could be or should be the bachelor? I think he definitely could be. I, I don't know if he should. I mean, I don't know the answer to the question if he should be. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know what that. Um. I'm just basing it know? off of the fact that because if let's just say Peter is announced as the bachelor in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, the immediate reaction from people who were upset at Peter is going to be, "Why are they making him the bachelor if he just admitted he can't propose to somebody?" <laughs> In that short of time, oh, yeah, that's a good fucking point. You know, but I my but my take my take on that, that is, well, I think it's a different situation because he just didn't want to propose to Rachel. I mean, if you're the bachelor, he's going to have more options. He had one girl he had to choose from, a girl that was handpicked by a casting agency to be yeah. the girl he could choose that's from. At point. least with him being the bachelor, he can be like, look, no, that's a great, that's a that's a fair point. That's so fair that's point. why I'm. I'm curious if if you see no it. that that is a good point because you know that's that is a good response. Maybe you just didn't want to be engaged to Rachel. I mean, that's it. Simple yeah. as that. Just I like I like you. I'm vibing with you, but I just don't want to get engaged to you. I might get engaged to somebody else if I have 30 women to choose from. And yeah, I, you know, I mean, that's that's yeah, the way I look at to, it. It's hard. Yeah, I get I get you. It's hard to like not find the one out of 30 people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can find someone. You know, I don't believe in this whole like, oh, there's only one soulmate out there in the world for you. No, like yeah. you create certain, you can create certain relationships. And um, so I, I see what you're saying. Um, as far as who should be the bachelor, just like the best story, I think. Um, man, I'm think I like Dean, man, like because like this freaking guy, man, like this guy is like America's like sweetheart. Everyone loves him. <laughs> um, you know. I don't know. I heard like you don't like him. I don't know. I heard that through the. I heard that through the grapevine. I'm just and saying when that. Just, uh, when I said that, you got really quiet. I was like, "Yo, I think Dean, you're just like okay, that's it." I don't know, man. I don't know what do you. What no, you it's just me? it's it's nothing that I have against him. It's honestly stuff that I can't even get into publicly. Um, but oh, wow. I, I should say that there are some things um about him that rub me the wrong way that um it's not my story to tell and i can leave it at that um now the public stuff what's going on with the christina uh and d thing going on on bachelor in paradise and his wishy-washy there 
and the fact that there's apparently other stuff and other people that might be in the mix that are not part of paradise. I just think that doesn't bode well for the whole, just, the, just the public, the public stuff that what everyone is seeing right now, like this guy's going back and forth. Like I, the spoiler, but, the spoilers out there of what he does on paradise and then what he's done post show. It's just like, how do you, how do you then turn around and say, okay, we're going to make this guy the bachelor. Like I know he's like, you know what? But he's getting a bad edit on The Bachelor or on Paradise. He's getting he's not getting a great edit. He did on Bachelorette, but he's yeah. not getting a great edit on Paradise. That's why I don't but, think he's going to have a lot of momentum for got Bachelor. Got you. Yeah. But the thing, but the thing is, my man Eric, though, man, you can't forget about my man Eric. But yeah. the only the only reason I don't know. I but the thing is, are they going to? Are they willing to put a black male lead right now? No. That's or, my guess. My guess is no. But however, I did see you write a while ago that Rachel wasn't going to be because America's not ready for a black factor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't. Well, no. Here's the thing: when when Nick, when Rachel went on Nick's season, I think I said that before I saw Rachel on Nick's season. But when Rachel went on Nick's season and finished third, I said, "Look, if she doesn't get the Bachelorette." When this girl checks off every single box that they're looking for for a Bachelorette, mm-hmm. if they don't give it to her, it's like. If not now, then when? Because here's your perfect yeah. candidate. And once she got it, I was like, okay. Now, do I think they're going to go back-to-back black leads? I, I don't think so. But if they are, I think Eric's got the story for sure. Eric, I mean, this guy Eric is this guy is the total package. Other than the fact he's got a great story, it might be a tough sell considering this guy admitted you know, no females ever met his parents. He's never been in love. That might be a tough sell for America. But that might be the story. That or yeah, the it story. could be. Now, now, here, let's see if we can get you that, you know? Yeah, I, I, it could be. I just <laughs> I just think Peter checks off way more boxes of what they're looking for. I just don't know if he wants to do it. I mean, I've been told that Peter doesn't want to do it. Like, he just doesn't want to go down that road. And he had a really tough time um, That's the thing about with, the, Peter, with the criticism. Like Peter, Peter has, like... Peter is such like one of those dudes where it's like he doesn't care for what like the normal per- like the average person would be excited for. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like 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 what guy? I don't think I know it too many guys that would like <laughs> have to think about whether or not it would be the best. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like like you get, oh, you me, get a two month vacation with thirty girls chasing after you. Like who yeah, wouldn't like, want let, that? Let me think about it. I'm not sure, you know, yeah. like uh, I don't know. Um now Peter, on the other hand, like I don't know. I think I think he's he's good, man. I think this guy is fine, man. But I think they could easily I, spin it if it was if it was Peter. I'm just hearing that he doesn't want to do it. He's really affected by the criticism he did take and I from some that. people. And I could see that. I but I also don't that. think you know how precise the producers are. I, I know that they want Peter and they're not gonna give up. They're gonna do whatever they can to somehow uh, get him to change his mind, but you know we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know if yeah. they're going to be successful or not. We're still a couple weeks away, we, but we, um, we shall see, man. So um, if you had to bet, who would you, who would gosh, you put your money on? People keep asking me, and my question, my my thing has been all season. Peter is their guy. Peter has the story. He's hey, got hold the- on for like thirty, thirty seconds. Okay, you're in the elevator. Yeah. Hello. Okay, you there? Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, people keep asking me this, and my, big, my biggest thing is all season I've said, like, look, 
Peter is their guy. He's got the biggest following. The most women want to see him in that role. Um, and if Who? he doesn't, Peter, yeah, Peter, well, not Dean. I think I think more people want Peter. I really do. But that's just my opinion. But you're biased against Dean, though. Nah, I'm not biased against. <laughs> I mean, maybe I am, but <laughs> but my thing is, my thing no, is I with Peter. Definitely, I would say Peter and Dean are definitely the two leading candidates. Um, but, but then I was, um, you know, but, but I mean, like Dean has, uh, I think he has a substantial, like more following as far as on Instagram and stuff like that. But then I heard from someone, they were like, well, that doesn't matter because that's like, you know, 15 year old girls or some shit. (laughs) And then I was like, I was like, I don't know. All I know is this guy has like 700,000 fucking followers. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) you can, you can make a case. I mean, if they went with Eric, you can make a case that, or they can make their case like, well, we chose Eric because this fans wanted him. I mean, you can, can everyone's got their own fan base. Anyone in the top three would be a dope ass person for the, for the, for the, um, for the match. That, yeah, I, I agree. And Chris Harrison has said it in interviews. Like, we've got three yeah. great choices. I mean, he didn't even. Now, to be honest with you, who I think that, like, who they really should pick, who the best person, who do you think that should be? I think it should be Josiah Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, th- I was going to, like, are you going in a different direction? Are you going to go to, like, Matt or something? Uh, okay. You're going to... But it's not going to there, be. There's, there's not, cocky Josiah. There's, there he is. There's cocky yeah. Josiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, um, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing who, because I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. My guess it is is it will be one of those three. But I, gosh, I'm I'm having a hard time. Like, but outside of is, Peter, man, I'm having a hard time finding who who they're going to go with because now, if this, you know, what's so funny about like spoilers and stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes, like I know information or hear information, but then like. For example, like, you know, I, I knew Brian won. Yeah. But then when you fucking reported that Peter won. It made, you, it made like, you question it. Like, wait a second. Maybe I, maybe I had the wrong I, I was like, I literally, no, I literally was like, oh, shit, this fucking person fucking lied to me, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, he did win. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I wish I wish I would have found out earlier than the three weeks I was, it was up that it was wrong. But yeah, no, it, you know. It happens. No, it happens good. on occasion, and no, that happens. I mean, that's that's just the nature of the fucking business, you know. Yeah, um, it happens in reporting. It happens in, you know. Um, but listen, man, I don't know, man. Um, what it's, it's going to be interesting. I wanted to uh, talk about a couple things real quick before we get to we end it with my rapid <laughs> ten questions. Uh, okay. The Bachelor in Paradise scandal. Number one, first off, were you invited on Paradise? Like, why didn't we see you there? I was invited. Come on, you know that. <laughs> Why didn't you do it? So, Are you just gonna get I'm off work? Not, no, I, I, I could. Um, this is the thing. So again, I didn't watch The Bachelor. I didn't watch Bachelorette. I didn't watch Paradise. But um, so I kind of deferred to what I heard people saying. So like, I remember I was telling you earlier about you know um, going back to work and all my friends like, yo, you better fucking do it. Yeah. Right. And literally, I even had some of my judges who were mentors telling me I should do Bachelorette, right? <laughs> but then I had these same people that told me I should do this. And I'm literally only deferring to them because they know better because they watch it, telling me I would never be taken seriously as a lawyer if I do Paradise. And I'm like, wait, like, what's the difference? I literally I kept asking them, like, what's the difference? Like, are you serious? They're like, 
no, it's raunchy. Like people are banging in the pool. You yeah. hear moaning and uh, like it's drunk and you're just a clown. So literally, I was supposed to fly out on a Thursday, and then I, you know, I I, I told them on Tuesday, I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. You know. And, and what um, was your reasoning? You just to- told them I don't want to. No, I, to- I I told them exactly what I just told you. I went oh, through the, okay. I went through the whole. You know, I was being real straight up. I said, you know, I I. I, I can't think temporarily how yeah, this is going to be amazing, but I do have a serious practice. I do practice law. I do do this. And, and, um, you know, but, and you know what, when the DeMario thing came up, I said, wow, I made the absolute right decision. I had some of my judges texting me and saying this, you see that some of them didn't know. They're like, please tell me you didn't do it. Like literally everyone was saying, but then I've been watching. And it's not it's not as bad as I've like it's kind of like yo I, I could have did this like yeah I, I I honestly haven't seen the last episode or the last but I saw the I definitely saw the first episode right mm-hmm. and it was like okay but I was told it was been tailored down since ever since the tomorrow thing you know yeah like I heard I heard like they try to like you know they've made it less scandalous but um. But I don't know. I don't know if I made the right decision or not. And but, you can um, still, I mean, it'll still be available next summer if yeah, you change your mind. Sure. And like, exactly. They, so, I'm sure they would know. go back to you if, if mm-hmm. you wanted to do it. And, you know, I feel that the Mario thing has just been beaten to death. We've heard DeMario say a hundred things about it. Um, he's been very adamant about basically, look, there was no assault that took place. It was two yeah, people I looking mean, up. Yeah, I mean, we don't even got to talk. Exactly. No, like every, I don't think anyone re- like anymore actually questions thinks, anymore yeah. what happened. And um, I'm glad they gave him that segment because, man, for a show this big to like be respon- not like literally will be responsible for you know tarnishing your image. It's only right to give you that platform to like you know really explain. You know, so, yeah. My biggest thing was, do you think out of all the things that he has been saying and you know what he said on the show when he did his sit down, do you think it was a black and white thing? Do you think if it was Jack that this happened to with Corinne in the water? that a story is made as big as it was. No, it would not have been as big. Okay. It was, it was definitely, um, I think, you know, would it, would it have been a story? Yes. Would TMZ still write about it? Would people still talk about it? Yes. Um, but I mean, you have this six, four black guy. I mean, like you, all you had to do is look at the posts. Yeah. They were all, I, I, I was on his page. The N word, this, you N word, this yeah. sleeping with our women, you know, and again, I mean, that's probably some fringe group of people, but at the same time, it's like it played a role. Um, how big of a role? I, 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 I'm not quite sure, but I do think it played a, a, a significant role. And it didn't help the fact that Demario is the guy who lasted that, two episodes um, on Rachel's again, season with uh, again, and that, and I don't know. I don't know if that I'm trying to figure out which played a bigger role, the race or that, you know, Yeah, I don't know, but they, they were both, they were both, you know, big contributors, um, big contributions to why, you know, he received the negative backlash that he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, I mean, I'm glad we're somewhat past, I mean, next week or well, we're going to hear it. We heard from, we heard from Corinne and, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see, how everything else plays out. But I want I want to get to um, just stuff that's going on with you now. As we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier uh, uh, in the podcast uh, last week, we you talked – I, I mentioned something in the beginning about on Instagram, 
you were very celebratory over a case that you had recently won. Tell everyone what you guys did and how you oh guys succeeded and what the, what the case right. was. So we have this um, 81-year-old black woman. She had ten, nine kids, um, I mean, dozens of grandkids. She can't count how many great-grandkids she has. And she lives in, you know, the rough area of you know, inner city, Fort Lauderdale. She's been living there since 1950-something. She was born in this small town called Waycross, Georgia, and she only has a sixth grade education. All right. So her husband, um, her husband is a, uh, was, excuse me, was about a couple years older than her. He had a 10th grade education. He grew up in that, that same town and they moved here in the, their, in the late or the early fifties and they settled in Fort Lauderdale. So that's just their backstory. Um, great hardworking man, never been in trouble with the law, just like a man's man. Um, but, he became addicted to smoking cigarettes. And a lot of people always wonder, like, how do you still prosecute or how do you still have cases against cigarette companies, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they we are stuck in our own time, and it's hard to in, in imagine what went on back then. But what went on back then is that these they would advertise certain cigarettes as safe or safer for you. They would advertise lights. Like, a lot of people don't even understand how lights came about. And ultralight cigarettes, but they would fraudulently market it into certain groups, and they would even like come after certain black groups, and they would put you know black athletes smoking and call stuff cool, and for whatever reason. But a long story short is this: um, so he's been smoking certain cigarettes for forty years. Um, he tried to quit dozens of times. He's tried the patch, he tried gum, he tried every single thing and couldn't quit. So uh, we sued a tobacco company for his illness. Um, they fought for years to avoid liability, um, almost a decade. I mean, they didn't offer any money, offered little to no money. I mean, probably well, well below a hundred thousand dollars, um, to settle the case mm -hmm. after he got addicted to cigarettes and died of throat cancer back in 1992. And they tried to avoid it. But, um, finally, finally, we were able to get a hearing, get a trial. Um, I remember we had different jurors, you know, we had a couple of different jurors. We had, we had the biggest attorneys from all around the country flying in from the defense side, you know, fighting against just me, Eric Rosen and Kimberly wall. These, you know, we're just at this law firm. It's a great law firm, but these people are coming from all over the country against us. And we pick a jury. We try this case. And we convinced the jury that, yes, they did lie and manipulate and, 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 and lie to the press when they said certain things about cigarettes. They got in front of Congress. They raised their right hand and they swore to Congress that cigarettes are not addictive. They swore to Congress that it you know, doesn't cause certain things. And they lied about it. But when we showed the jury their internal documents, their own memos saying certain things, calling it, equating people to like mice and rats. And when, they, and when we showed them those internal documents that would never have seen the light of day had they not been, been the court ordered to be released, you know, the jury came back and they said, you know what, we, we, we think that he, your family deserves about $4 million, right? But the interesting thing about this story is that, you know, in a lot of cases, man, the defense tries to find ways to change the subject, change the story, shift the narrative. So throughout the trial, they kept talking, oh, she has a... He has a lot of kids that were in prison or there are a lot of kids that, 
that were locked up and and you know the game you know what they're doing you know they're trying yeah. to tell this jury oh like, you know it's yes thugs they're criminals you know like what does that have to do with anything they're saying oh he he wasn't smoking cigarettes because he was addicted he was smoking cigarettes because you know he was stressed out because his kid was in prison for for life or whatever you know um <laughs> but that but that but that that didn't work you know that people use their common sense and they came back with a verdict of four million dollars and we have another similar case next month in, in west palm beach county um a, a similar case of someone who became addicted to cigarettes and it's not just cigarettes i mean we have cases on products liability um um this negligence, uh, uh, all type of civil cases. And this is just one of those cases. What, what, what really, why it resonated with me is because the area she grew up, that's the neighborhood close to where I grew up. You know what I mean? The fact that she had nine kids and she, and she had a sixth grade education and she was 81 years old and they didn't think it was, you know, that her husband's life was worth offering, you know, not even a hundred thousand dollars, you know, but because of what they did, they didn't think it was worth it. They didn't think that a jury would give them money, but they were wrong. Yeah. You know, they gave them, they gave them $4 million. And now that, you know, her, her, your kids, um, her daughter, Vanessa, who came to the trial every single day, who pushed her in a wheelchair every single morning, got there at eight in the morning. Um, now she'll be, she'll be okay with that money. Wow. I, congratulations for that. That's huge. Thank you. And, Thank you. No problem. Yeah. And I saw that on Instagram and I was like, I want to hear more uh, about this story. So that's no problem. That's great. Um, I want to, I want to wrap this up. We've, uh, we've, we've covered a lot over these last two weeks, but I want to wrap this up with what I call the rapid 10. Some are personal questions. Some are random, completely random, but, uh, just answer them how you please. So, uh, mm-hmm. here we go. Question number one, what is your favorite legal movie of all time? Favorite legal movie of all time. Um, oh, my cousin Vinny for hands down. <laughs> oh wow, hands down. The second, the second one would be um, a uh, few good men. Few good men is my number one. That movie. I, honestly, that was the one I was gonna say. Yeah, I was literally I was leaning towards that one because that's a, that. I mean, I wanted to be a JAG officer for a long time because of that. Movie. Because of that movie, yeah. It's because a, of that movie, such but, a great but, um, movie. But, but my cousin Vinny, it's it is so funny but it is actually so true it's like if you ask an attorney for the most like accurate um representation or characterization of 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 law i mean that show has it really spot that movie has it spot on yeah these are yeah seriously even though it's it's (laughs) a comedy it really has it question number two you are the spelling bee champion i want to stump you so i've got five words here that you're gonna have to spell and don't cheat I mean, it's easily. I'm you not, not going to cheat. Don't cheat. These I and I only got the and these aren't like major, like you know, fifteen letter words. I'm not going to stump you with something like that. I just pulled up on Google um, the most commonly misspelled words. So I just want to see if you're good at these. Okay, number one, chauffeur. C H. Fuck. All right, hold on. Chauffeur. C H. A. U F F E R. Wrong. <laughs> Close. <laughs> you had everything right. It's it's E U R at the end. E U R. E U R. Okay. Uh, number word number two. Ecstasy. Oh, I got that one. Um, wait, is there? A... Oh. <laughs> damn. Hold on. Like I said these aren't hard. Like these are just commonly misspelled words according to Google. 
Okay, if that's mis- oh, I can only all right. I want to say ex, but for some reason, it's, I think it's e c t a s y. No, no, it's e c s t a s y. Oh, okay. X to C. Yeah. So you're okay. So you're over okay. two. You're you. You might as well just throw out that that cup that you won in South Carolina, because um, oh, you're not defending your title here. Uh, que- uh, word number three: fluorescent. Fluorescent. F L O R E C E N T. No. <laughs> it's F L U O R E S C E N T. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, word number four. I want to see if you can go zero for five. I'm curious to see if oh you miss god. all five here. Uh, question or word number five? Liaison. Oh my god! And I had to write this the other day, and then like I had to use like the uh, spell check. Um, liaison. It's L. I A S I A N. No. <laughs> Over four. It's it, you had L I A right. It's L I A I S O N. Oh my god! And then the last uh, last word. Uh, let's see if you can complete a, a, an O for five and completely take away any goodwill you had after that South Carolina win. <laughs> uh, Pharaoh. You said Pharaoh. Yeah, Pharaoh. F, oh, no, no, not F. <laughs> P H um, A R O H, Pharaoh. You missed a letter. O for five. <laughs> oh my God. That's it's P H, it's P H A R A O H. Oh. These were uh, all, like, like I said, these weren't going to be long. Tra- these were just. Words that people misspell frequently, people and, misspell. and you just fit and into I, that category because you I just miss them all. Five um, times in a row. Okay, uh, question number three. You're a Florida State grad. Who do you hate more, Miami, Florida, Clemson, or Alabama? Um, Alabama, because, I mean, they're really? just – Yeah. You know, it's, you know it's, it's funny. The reason I don't hate UF – and or the U or the U because I, I mean I'm from South Florida so like everyone you know I can't hate the U and then my cousin was a starting center at UF you know so oh. after Mike after Mike Pouncey left while I was at University of Central Florida he was um, at University of Florida so by and that was before I even went to FSU before I was thinking about FSU mm. um, so I never hated UF either. So you, know? you were so you were a golden knight for undergrad and FSU for law and for law school exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So I wasn't. So I'm mean, now had I gone to FSU for undergrad, it probably would have been ingrained in me. But I didn't really have that that beef with U UM and and, and FSU. Gotcha. I mean and, and UF. Okay. Question number five: the most romantic thing that you've done for a girlfriend. Damn it! You stopped me. Oh my god. Um. The most romantic thing I've done for a girlfriend. Or a fiance. Or a fiance. <laughs> um freaking crap. Damn it. Uh oh, okay. Um I surprised someone on a trip for their birthday. I didn't tell them 
um, that I was in town and I set up with their job that, uh, you know, when they came to work, I would be there mm-hmm. with some tick, some t- I was sitting there in their desk with two tickets to another country. Wow. What country did you go to? Well, not another country. I'm excuse me. Oh. We, went to Puerto, we went to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Nice. Like, yeah. That's romantic. Okay. Question That's number romantic. six. Um, one thing about you that you think would surprise most of the audience. I, I already know. Um, I already know one. You're not as good a speller as you were made out to that, be. <laughs> um, surprise. I'm very humble. <laughs> that would surprise. <laughs> very humble and modest. <laughs> um, I, I was actually thinking like maybe you had like something that surprised the audience, like um, well, you, you know how to play there. the violin or something. Like I didn't think you'd go there. All right. Oh, I, oh yeah, I always go there. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, question number uh, seven. This is one of my favorite ones because I don't know the story behind this. I just got it off your ABC bio. You were once catfished on a date where the woman showed up pregnant. Please 100%. explain. Please explain that. How, All right, so how did that happen? Meet a girl, right? Yeah. Um, online, one of those apps. Looks cool, real sexy, nice butt, you know, slim, petite, whatever. Um, we get to the bar. Well, I get to the bar. You know, she gets Uber there, whatever. She's. I see someone walking up, and I'm talking to her. I'm like, hey. She's like, hey, yeah, I'm here. I'm walking. I'm like, well, no, I don't see you, obviously, you know, even though I see some some woman walking up. I'm like, wow, she's way much heavier than, you know, I remember her being on, you know, online. So I'm like, what the hell? Um, then she keeps walking and um, she has a purse in front of her the whole time, like a big bag. I'm like, why does she keep holding this bag? Like, she's like holding it on her lap, right? And then she's like, I'm like, you want something to drink? Because I still can't really see the stomach. I see she's big. But I can't tell if it's like she's big just because she's big or she's big because she's pregnant. But I'm starting to become suspicious because she keeps holding this big ass bag in her lap and she's like has her arms around it. But then what like confirmed my suspicion is when she she wouldn't drink anything. She said no. And then I said, you know, is there any I was I was really just trying to get to the prep the point. So is there any reason why you can't have you know, glass, and she, and she said she was pregnant, and I um, said, "Okay, um, goodbye." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like, why would that was that was a waste of time? I mean, that, that's like you, that's something you tell somebody up front. What was? I'm just curious. What was her reasoning for like? How, how did she um, think she would get away with that? She would have to tell you at some point. Like, what was her exactly? I, I thought because the the fact that she was hiding it, I'm thinking like, like why hide it and then and then admit it when I ask you? I don't like. Did you, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. It was it was weird, man. There's a lot of weird people out there, man. Stay away from those sites, man. Yeah. Okay. Cool. In real life. Question number eight. What is your favorite dessert? Um, favorite dessert. Oh my god, I'm such a fat ass. Favorite dessert would probably be. Damn it. Um. I would say either cheesecake. Or. Apple pie with with um with. With ice cream. With ice cream. Uh, heat, apple pie heated or no? Heated. Heated. 100% heated. Yeah. Okay. Question yeah. number nine. What's one talent that you have? Um, and being well endowed is not a talent. I guess just <laughs> um, 
it's public speaking, man. I'm really good at like giving like speeches and stuff like that, and giving like speaking to kids. I'm, I yeah. think that's a talent. So I would say that's that's the talent. Okay, that's the one talent that I have. All right, question number ten. I reserve for something called explain your tweet, where I go through your Twitter account, but you don't tweet much at all. You're an Instagram. Yeah, guy. I, I literally just got a Twitter just to see what people were saying. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna play word association with just some of the guys on the show. You get one word to describe them. First thing that pops into your head when I say these names, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. First one, Dean. Pretty. Waboom. Crazy. Kenny. Soft. What was it? Soft. Oh, soft. <laughs> um, Diggy. Fly. Peter. Swag. Oh, swag. Yeah. Uh, Will. Thrill. <laughs> Iggy. Bitch. What'd you call what'd you say? Bitch. Oh, bitch. Uh, Eric. I don't know why the funny came to my mind that because he's not but um oh motivation. And then Brian. Mm, Brian, what the fucking word comes to my Brian, my man? Um, it's winner, man. He's a fucking winner. That's all he does. All he does is win, win, win. All he does is win, 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 no matter what. Money over my. Ah, all right. Well, thank you. You completed the rapid ten. You have completed this. Long ass interview, uh, Josiah. I can't thank you enough. I think the people are going to love this. You were, I mean, it's just you're you're a pretty you got a pretty amazing story. Uh, I think you. that you have overcome a lot, and I I admire what you've done with your life after what you went through early on. Um, and I just, I mean, I I can't thank you enough for doing this. I really no appreciate problem, it, man. man. No problem, man. Thank you for having me, and I love. Um, thanks for giving me the opportunity to you know. Give my side on things. I appreciate it. You got it, Josiah. We'll be in touch. Take care, man. All right, man. Steve, have a good one. You too. Well, there he was, Josiah Graham. Um, I there isn't is really isn't much else to say. Um, I really think that that guy has got a great head on his shoulders. Uh, his story, from, you know, starting last week, the stuff that he said this week, I thought he gave some really good insight uh, uh, to the Lee situation, and um, just a good guy all around. And yeah. I, you can't not cheer for a guy like that. And I'm so glad he came on. So glad he did it. You know, I know a lot of you have been asking, you know, we keep seeing all these other guys doing podcasts and doing interviews. Why don't you get some of Rachel's guys? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just ask. <laughs> Worst they can say is no. Right. And, uh, just started asking around and, um, I asked Josiah, I said, Hey, would you like to come on the podcast? See all the other boys doing it. And he's like, sure. And we got it done. So thank you to Josiah for that. Thank you all for listening. Um, for the last couple weeks with Josiah, and we'll be back next week with yet another podcast. Who will it be? Mm, we'll see about that. Um, I can tell you this. It's already been recorded. So um, I will uh, maybe tell you about it next week on Twitter or in the column. So again, thank you to Josiah. Thank you to all the listeners. If you could rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, we will continue to do these for as long as I feel like doing them, at least 
for the next few years, I would think. So thanks again to everybody for listening. We're over four and a half. We're approaching five million downloads since we started this last December. I can't believe we're coming up on a year now. About three months away. Four months away. So again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, for Josiah, I am Reality Steve. Thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. See you.